0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson show on Locked On Sports, Minnesota's Podcast Network. On today's show, I'm excited. Sunday, the Packers play the Vikings. And guess what? We probably have the starting safety for this Sunday's game, but definitely going to be a big time contributor alongside Lewis Seen and Harrison Smith. So we're going to check in with Cam Bynum former fourth round draft pick to the Minnesota Vikings he we're gonna talk to him a little bit about draft day because he did something very unique that I probably couldn't have done in my day because TikTok didn't exist but nowadays players can make a different type of intro and splash when they're drafted by a team Cam Bynum is going to tell us back about that and then we also have the daily three looking forward to it
1: on the field in the broadcast booth Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports one-of-a-kind opinions, big-name guests, the teams you care about every, every, day. every day. It's the Ron Johnson Show, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now.
0: Welcome to the Ron Johnson Show. On today's show, as I mentioned, he's coming up. Just stay tuned. Cam Bynum, Vikings, safety, alongside Lewisine and Harrison Smith, as I talked about, is going to be one of the the funnest defenses i think to watch early on brian Osamoa and his new 3-4 eric kendricks but before we get to cam bynum make sure you subscribe to locked on sports minnesota for endless vikings talk during the football season it's free and available on locked backslash minnesota or wherever you get your podcast please leave a five-star rating and a review also comment let us know what you think about the show any topics We want to see what you have to say as well. And tell your friends all about the shows on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Well, as promised, we got Cam Bynum, Vikings, safety, former cornerback. We'll talk to him a little bit about that. But he's going to join me on the Hangover Ron Johnson segment. Uh, Cam, man, I want to thank you for joining me today. So jumping into this first year rookie, let's get this out the way. Uh, When I was drafted, so and they're going to point out later, I think we were drafted in the same round. I was drafted in the fourth round of the Ravens. I wasn't able to do like the video stuff you're doing. One, I was supposed to be drafting the third, end up getting the pick traded. It was like a weird deal. Uh, but you got to do a video, uh, running out, you know, jumping, doing a backflip into a lake. Uh, at what point? Because I know DVs, man, like you new age kids, you guys think about this stuff ahead of time. At what point do you realize, you know,
2: like on draft day, this is what I want to do? Or was that completely spontaneous? Um, I knew I needed to do something. Because me, i'm a fun person so i knew i gotta we all gotta jump in the lake my whole family we all gotta run out there we gotta have some music so regardless i knew i was gonna do something crazy and i knew it was something jumping in that water so um, the fact that i was able to have my family there and everybody jumping with me that that was even better so yeah i gotta make everything fun
0: <laughs> and you nailed the flip because that's the thing, like something like that, you can't do more than one take of that video. Like if you had missed the right. flip or you had slipped on the dock or something, land in the water, like <laughs> you'd have like to dry off change. W- were there a couple teams that you were like, this is possible where I'm going to go?
2: Um, no, I had, it didn't show in the video, but around the whole balcony of that lake house, I had every, every team up there, every okay. flag, so we had all, <laughs> we bought all 32 um and to get our money back we returned 31 flags <laughs> yeah we, uh, yeah i'm getting my money back for that so we bought all the flags for every team sent it right back to Amazon. after we need that money back
0: <laughs> <laughs> but man hey like you you got you getting paid now though like you could have you could have and see this maybe you want to do this though you keep all the flags every time you travel you keep one with you to the team you're going to play get one of the players to sign it and then you can raffle it off later for charity. See what I'm saying? Like, you got you to gotta think about your charitable. Your
2: charitable didn't get, I, uh, you didn't I think that far. That, but that, signing, that <laughs> signing bonus didn't come in yet, so I needed it. <laughs> <laughs> I was still a struggling rookie. <laughs> oh, so you, you didn't have college.
0: the NILs yet? The NILs hadn't happened for Cal?
2: Because yeah, exactly.
0: USC, USC players, I mean, Reggie Bush, they were getting paid in, in, in USC, so Cal, you guys weren't getting paid then, clearly. Nah,
2: we weren't, yeah. And we were living in the Bay Area, paying... <laughs> Paying three thousand thirty six hundred for an apartment in the Bay Area. We I, I was still living off oh, the stipend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, all right, so let's jump into this football, man. So you you jumped out there early in your 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 rookie year, got a chance to play uh a bunch, but you were a cornerback your entire mm-hmm college career you're one of the only cow players it says you started all 42 games from 2017 to 2020 all at corner you were the only cow player to do that to start every game in that four year span and then you get asked to play safety was that just the vikings or were a few teams ask you about playing safety
2: um every single team I interviewed said we are you willing to play safety would you do it if we asked you to and obviously mm-hmm. you're going through the draft process you'll do whatever a team asks of you so I'm like, it, whatever gets me on the field, I'll play. But as soon as they called me and said we're gonna draft you, they said we're gonna turn you in as a safety. I was like, let's get it.
0: And but you play a corner. So my question now, and so looking at Ed Donatell's defense, and you know, I, I have a little insight to to it. I know, I know Daryl Reed, Peyton Manning, guys that played for him uh in Denver. There are some tricky things that come up with this defense. So, how are cuz you haven't done it in a while. How are your true cornerback skills? Like can you still drop down into the box and cover like a slot or a tight end with no problem?
2: Yeah, that's where that's where I love to do. Like when I'm playing safety, if there's a if there's any chance for me to go cover, I that's why I like playing to the field so now I can get I can guard the slots and guard the people that are in space and I like being in space. So, that's my that's where I feel like my competitive advantage is being a safety still having all that time playing corner I feel like I can cover any tight end go down there if I got to cover a slot I can do that too so that's where I'm, I'm glad I've, I was able to play corner that long so now moving to safety really the only big adjustment was the mental part which is a mm-hmm. big adjustment but physically it obviously playing safety you're asked to do a lot less man-to-man stuff than a corner would be doing so uh, physically it's easier mentally way tougher
0: and Justin Jefferson have you cuz you play corner so have you done one-on-ones in practice with like against him or Adam Thielen
2: um not one-on-ones but for sure going against them covering and it's always it's always a tough rep regardless whatever you play if you if you're a 10-year vet at corner if you're mm-hmm. a rookie whatever regardless going against them too that's always going to be a grind so um have have had a lot of good reps going against some good competitive reps and I love going against them cuz if you're able to cover them or practice coming game time you can cover anybody
0: and let's fast forward so sunday 3 25 p.m uh against the packers border battle uh i'm not from here i'm from detroit i just end up moving back to minnesota after i got done playing in nfl my wife's from here so we just moved back to minnesota uh so i i understand the rivalry because the gophers badgers probably similar to cal stanford mm-hmm. um what are you looking forward to with, like, opening in a – because or a noon kickoff is a lot of games. 325, there's only about three, two to three games. So everybody's going to be tuning in to this Packers-Vikings game. What are you looking forward to?
2: I just know the energy in the stadium is going to be jumping. First home game, rivalry game, and just – I don't know. It feels like it's been forever since we played football. I, I didn't play a lot of preseason, just played a quarter in the first game. So I feel like mm-hmm. I haven't played football forever so i just can't wait to be out there feel the energy first home game too so i'm just i I cannot wait
0: and so we think about swag when you look at when you look at your swag and you're getting ready for the game because i know something like justin jefferson we already know like he's got the sunglasses on he's doing all the stuff like where would you rate where would you rate your swag as far as what you think about you and then where you kind of match up because harrison smith is a different type of swag like he's like a murderer type of swag like it's a killer yeah you know, the same type thing. Of... oh yeah <laughs> where for would you me, rate for your me? swag
2: on your own and then with the room yeah i'm, I'm bottom tier <laughs> because i like being simple i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna come on here and lie saying i'm swaggy <laughs> i like wearing as little as possible so all i do is just r- black wrist tape black gloves because that's something we've been i've been doing since college wearing all black okay. you know, black black gloves so that's really I don't really care for the looks. I don't wanna look weak out there. Last year was tough. I was number forty three. I was number forty three, so I was like, I can't even try I can't even try and swag out this number, but now I got number twenty four, so I'm like, okay, look here, I gotta I gotta at least put a towel on this year. I'll have a towel, but I'm gonna still rock the same wrist tape, same black gloves. <laughs>
0: I'm glad you said that because numbers like I, I was trying to explain that to people. Cause we talked about, you know, Cam uh, Dantzler, getting number three back. We talked about Dalvin cook, getting number right. four back. I had Adam Thielen on, on the podcast earlier in the year. And same thing. He talked about his, his, cause I, I I've been here since, I've been working for the Vikings since he was a rookie. So I remember when Adam okay. came in, he, his swag was trash when he first got yeah, here and now all of a sudden, yeah, yeah now yeah. he's, he's doing the gritty and he, you know, so he swaggied it up a little bit, but I'm glad you point out the number. Like, why was number 24 important for you to try to get back?
2: Um, one, I've been wearing it all my life. Um, back in youth football, um, I changed I, – I got that number the same year. Kobe ended up changing his number, and I was always – I grew up in Southern California, so Kobe's been my favorite athlete forever. So from a young age, I started wearing number 24 and wore it through high school, through college, and got to – got to. Uh, the NFL and they said, here's your options. 43, <laughs> number 49, 37. <or> <laughs> I said, uh, give me 43. <laughs> I was like, all right. I was like, I, I go, I go through the mud my rookie year. Then, um, the number ended up freeing up this year. So I said, I text our, our guy, our equipment dude. And he said, all right, if no rookie, if no rookie draft guy needs it, then, then I guess you could take it. And I was like, "Bet." then <laughs> thankfully, uh, Nobody took it, so I, it was freed up. So I was like,
0: "Yes." <laughs> that's that's like that was probably like the the most you probably in Like getting drafted was a tough one, but I bet waiting for for Dennis Ryan to respond to let you know that or or Adam, because Adam was my equipment guy with the Gophers, so he's been around for a while. Okay. But um, uh, right? Like I wonder. Like I know that was a little bit too. Like oh man, I hope nobody gets drafted at once twenty four. Because I mean, it, it it's something to the number. Like people don't understand how important yeah. like getting your number is.
2: Right, I was surprised nobody took
0: it. That means more it's plays exactly in, so I'm excited.
2: I'm excited about that.
0: So I'm when excited. you when you look at yourself, you know, in this Packer game, because um, you know, manifestation is huge. We know that. Uh, you know, uh, PJ Fleck with the Gophers, Gophers head coach, him and Sean McVay talk about uh, meditating and 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 manifesting and and really just you know mental health awareness. You know, taking to yourself, getting your time. When you sit to yourself, because uh, you got to go through. I mean, I've been through it. So you got the grueling Wednesday. You got the grueling Thursday, you got an easier Friday, and then you got the simple Saturday with maybe a, a meal here and there. But, you know, you guys, do you, I don't know if you guys still, do you guys still have to go to the Hilton or do you get to stay
2: home? Uh, we go to the hotel right across from the facility.
0: Okay. Oh, wow. You got the Omni now. Yeah. So y'all are big time.
2: Yeah. So, you know,
0: you got the Omni hotel. Uh, but as you're sitting in your room, you know, whether it's call of duty, whatever it is, like, what do you do to mentally, like see yourself making plays on Sunday.
2: I prepare and watch a crazy amount of tape. So for me, I draw up routes, I have a whiteboard. So I just literally go through everything possibly I can get. And mm. I narrow narrow it down to be like, okay, if I see this and this coverage, this has to be my play. And this has to be my play. So I try not to overcomplicate and watch too much where you just you're kind of in. You anticipate, but you don't I don't want to be out there guessing, okay. I saw this on film, so I'm gonna guess and hope I get it. I need to I get to a point where I can expect certain things and certain coverages. And if they end up running it, that's that has to be the play I make.
0: And and again, jumping to Rob, My dad played corner, he played a little bit of safety too, but he's mainly a corner back with, you know, Mel Blunt, Donnie Shell, uh Tony Dungy, Rocky Blyer, like Mike Wagner, um, you know, the steel curtain with the Steelers. And so when you think about I mean, he always talked to me about that. Don't give it away too much as a receiver, blah, blah. He would help me through a lot of that. When you think about Harrison Smith, though, because Anthony Harris told us this. Uh, Lewis Sean came on early in the year. He brought it up, too. Harrison Smith mm-hmm. takes a lot of chances sometimes. And as a safety, you just have to back him up. And, like, he's going to go. Right. What have you learned exactly. from him on that? Like, shooting your gun sometimes when maybe you might be wrong, but just like, hey, if I'm right, it's going to be a big play. What have you learned from him on that? One
2: thing, one thing he taught me is – uh just watch the quarterback quarterback's going to take you where the ball is going to be because he's the only only guy in the stadium that knows where the ball is going to end up because he's obviously the one throwing it so everything he does it might look like he's freelancing which I Mm -hmm. mean maybe sometimes but (laughs) he's playing safety and he's in a zone. he's literally reading the quarterback and the quarterback's taking him to the ball so um he really I like how he simplifies things and he really changed my mindset of like it's like once you clear your read, just stare at the quarterback and as a safety, obviously me as a be cor- formerly a corner, that's something I had to get, get um, train myself to stop looking at my man so heavily because when you're playing corner, you're man coverage. Your main priority is to stare at your guy and don't lose him. So me, I had to shift my focus to be, okay, what's my job? Okay, now get to the quarterback so I can make a play because there's, there's times where you don't have a man technically as a safety, but... One thing Harry taught me is, as soon as you're as soon as you're good, you can go and find that that ball.
0: And we got Viking safety Cam buying them on on the Ron Johnson show. Uh, a couple quick ones before we get to the daily three. Uh, when you think about college football, I'm taking you back to your college football days. Cal was in the Pac-12 or is in the Pac-12. Uh, you look at yeah. Oregon. You look at Stanford. Now teams are trying to come to the Big Ten. Like, personally, when you see your conference possibly either dissolving or trying to find a way to stay afloat if, you know, all these teams want to come to the Big Ten, uh, what do you think about that as of late? Because now Stanford's talking about doing it as well. You're going to lose USC, uh, UCLA. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts about that?
2: Uh, I try not to think about it too heavy because <laughs> at the end of the day, they still got to still got to play football, still got to play certain teams, and still got to be good. So mm-hmm. I don't think um, – Obviously, it's there's a lot more stuff involved, like money, um, yep. more recognition, which is nice because all the Pac-12 games are played on the West Coast at seven at night, so nobody could watch their <laughs> games on the East yep. Coast. So, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I don't know. I can't really give my opinion on it because there's there's <laughs> a lot more to it than just wanting to play better teams. But at the end of the day, you gotta you're either gonna beat these teams, or you're gonna lose. So if you're not if you're not balling in the Pac-12, I don't see why people try and move to a bigger conference like. When, when, you're, when you're conference first, then then try and move up to the, the, quote, unquote, bigger and better better conferences.
0: And Cal has some iconic moments. I mean, you got the Stanford game. Uh, you got the Deshaun Jackson uh, plays. But you the one that sticks out to me, I don't know why, but Marshawn Lynch stealing the – or not stealing, borrowing the cart and, oh. and goes riding it around the field. Uh, when you, when you saw that, cause now, you know, you were there, I'm pretty sure coaches showed it at some point. Uh, what, what was the talk about like Marshawn Lynch? Like how is he seen around that campus?
2: Oh, he's, he's a legend over there. I remember my freshman year, we, uh, we had a game in Australia and so we were practicing out there. We were, we did 10 days in Australia and this dude, Marshawn came up to practice in pads and practice <laughs> against us. And when I tell you, <laughs> He came out there on the scout team and started running dudes over. Like it was bad. <laughs> so everything he does is just, it's just hilarious. So yeah, he's a legend out there. He guys just pulls up random times, uh, comes to our walkthroughs. Like there's certain times when he would just randomly pull up out of nowhere, practice with us or come to our walkthrough, just watching, or pull up and park his Rolls Royce in the middle of the street. And go get, go get a, <laughs> at a restaurant. Like he Marshawn is always Marshawn. That's the funniest thing.
0: Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last one. We're gonna jump into the daily throughout this last one. But when you wake up Monday morning after the Vikings Packers game, uh, for you to have had a good game, what do you think, or what did you want to have happened?
2: First and foremost, a win. Um, then that says a secondary, no explosive plays. Um, obviously give them no touchdowns. We just have, I have a high standard for us. So most importantly, you got to win. You can't be satisfied. I don't care how good of a game we have as a secondary. If if we're giving up plays and and we don't win, if we, if we make get a bunch of picks, but don't win, we didn't do enough. So uh, winning first and foremost, and then just have a clean game overall, then the plays will come.
0: Well, that's Cam Bynum hanging out with Ron Johnson. Up next, me, Cam, and Sam. Cam and Sam, that rhymes. I like that cat in the hat. We're going to do the Daily 3. That's three questions, three minutes each. Take it away, Sam.
1: And before we get to the Daily 3, let me tell you about Built Bar and the Built Bar Puffs. If you're not eating the Built Bar Puffs, what are you doing? You're depriving yourself. you got to get a hold of these things, these delicious, indulgent cookie dough chunk puffs. They're unbelievable with their light, chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough, but, but... 15 grams of protein and only 160 calories. They are made with collagen protein. Your body absorbs it more efficiently, provides a ton of health benefits, so it tastes good and it's good for you. What a combination. You're going to love them, the Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs, and you can get them at Built.com with the promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off your order, so buy a bunch of them. Use promo code LOCKEDON15. All right, three fun questions and I I love this because This is airing on September 8th. 20 years ago today, Ron Johnson, you had your first NFL touchdown. Um, So in these three minutes, Ron, I want you to reflect on your first NFL touchdown because of this big anniversary. You you, You can go first, Ron, and then Cam, I want you to think back to last year, your first NFL interception. Take me through the day. Take me through the play, what you saw, what you remember about that moment. We'll start with Ron about his first touchdown.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't remember that until you guys told me earlier. But yeah, it was against the Panthers. Uh, it was the first game of the season, my rookie year. Uh, play wasn't supposed to go to me. Travis Taylor was probably going to run that route, but he got hurt the play before on the deep ball, fell on his shoulder. So then we had to switch because he said his shoulder hurt. So when we're coming down like no huddle, he doesn't want it because he's like my shoulder, like he felt like his shoulder was out. So he jumps out. I go to the slot, which normally I'm not the slot guy because I'm 6'3", 230 pounds. But I'm like, screw it, I'll go in a slot. And it's a slant and go. And uh, safety bit, quarterback threw it to the back of the end zone. But I learned my first lesson of they challenged it because they didn't think I got my feet down. Uh, And then that was my first NFL challenge as well. They gave me the challenge. And uh, it was my first touchdown. I didn't keep the ball, though, because I was dumb. I didn't realize you're supposed to do that. Uh, But thank God my quarterback, Chris Redman, did. He ended up bringing it to the plane later saying, hey, uh, somebody told me you never grabbed the ball after your touchdown. So yeah, still have it in my basement. First NFL touchdown. Uh, it was it was you know it was a good day. We won. We I think we lost the game though. So I don't. I'm pretty sure we lost that game because that was like Steve Smith, Jake DeLome, Uh all the guys that Cam probably played with, like the Madden Universe or uh, whatever Madden. alumni <laughs> games he played in. <laughs> that was yeah, 20 years ago. That's a long time. But Cam, what about you, man? What was your first? Day? I know yours was the Ravens because I knew that was my team. So
2: yeah, yep. Yeah, so. Um, let's see. It's was, it was during a two-minute drill, so the biggest incentive is to get off the field, so you don't have to go through that that super tired drive where everybody's dying and trying to get off the field. So I'm like, let's let's get let's make this quick. So we get out there, and it's three by one, I'm playing the backside safety, so I have three vertical. Um, and I remember during that week in practice, we had that on the scout cards a bunch of times and there's times I give it up. Sometimes I get there too early and to where it, it exposed my corner. So I, I during the whole week, I had to find that gray area of take the quarterback off the corner to make it easier on the corner. So he's not just over there one-on-one, but I also you have to get to my responsibility. And so, and because I was playing free safety that game and normally I would practice, I'd practice all season playing strong safety. So I'd be to the field, but in that game I was in the boundary because Harry, he was obviously at COVID that game and we found out he tested positive that morning. So I just had to go out there and just, just play ball. So I remember me getting that play all through practice that week and for the little reps I got. So I saw it, I was like, oh, this is it, this is it. And just ran over there from my life. I, it felt slow motion. He, th- he ended up throwing it to number three, trying to split the middle of the field because we were in split safety defense and I had to make a play
0: so funny you probably can't see two. it but i i'll talk talk about this later i'll have sam posted but i actually tweeted that so i i do the go i do the the post game uh for k fan and so i actually looked it up because you were, as you were talking i read the tweet you literally did exactly what harrison smith told you do which is you read lamar that's my tweet i said i don't know yeah. how he saw it i said he read jackson's eyes and broke on the ball because every route was going the other way and you went opposite everybody else And so you just broke. You must have saw Lamar Jackson look that way. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. there it goes. Harrison Smith got your first interception.
2: (laughs)
1: Exactly. That's awesome. I love that. Um, Another thing that you two share is that you're both fourth round picks. And I know we talked about the big moment earlier, Cam, where you got drafted. But I'm I'm curious, and Ron, you can go first again. What was it like that Friday night? Kind of sitting, wondering where you're going to get picked, who's going to pick you? Uh, is that a long Friday night? Is that a difficult wait to get to that third day of the draft? For
0: me, I was the ninth or eighth overall receiver in that draft. So it, that could have been first round, second round, third. It was nobody, you know, but that year we only took two receivers in the first round, which was rare. We had so many defense, like that was the year where two guys from the same team went one and two, Julius Peppers, um, I think, and then Ryan Sims, like top five as well. So two guys from the same team in the top five at North Carolina, uh, we had a bunch of quarterbacks, Joey Harrington and, you know, Randall all those guys. So I ended up dropping to the third. And then, of course, then the Browns traded that pick to the Ravens, which they ended up getting me and a punter. Um, so, yeah, it was a long day because originally I'd been sitting there waiting for the the at least second, third round. And then, you know, day, day two came and it was round four, which I was glad, though, because going to the Ravens, they had no other receivers. So, but, yeah, it was, it was nerve-wracking. I remember sitting in my room at home and I didn't want to have a party. I didn't do all because I just was – I was so nervous – Uh, I don't know why, but I just
2: was. So yeah, it was nerve wracking. Yeah, for me, um, I see throughout the whole process. One thing I told my agent, told my coaches from college. I told them I don't want to hear where I'm projected. I don't want to don't tell if you get anything from coaches or whatever. Don't tell me what round I'm going because I don't. I know a lot of people like oh, I'm about to go first round, I'm about to go second round, then they go third round and they're all disappointed. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. For me, I told them, "Don't tell me anything. I'm, I'm happy wherever, and I know I'm gonna do my do the best I can to play as well as I can once I get there and make the team. And I'm in control of my own destiny with that. So for me, I was I was happy regardless. So first round day, day of my life. Second round, second round day. Second and third round, I had the time of my life. Still, day three came, got drafted, and still had the time of my life. So that was. That's some of the funnest three days I've had. All my family at a lake house, a bunch of my friends, old teammates, um, yeah, we all went up there and nobody had any expectations where I would get drafted because we knew regardless of where I go, I'm going to be thankful be grateful for it. So, yeah, regardless. Who, who called you, went, Cam?
1: Was it, was it Rick or was it somebody else? Yeah, it was Rick. It was
2: Rick.
0: Yeah, see, I should, I should send you back in time. 20 years ago and then talk to my talk to me talk to my younger self and say hey don't don't stress (laughs) out like put you in a time capsule like uh i don't know if you've ever seen back to the future you might be too young for those movies but back to the future they used to always do that they would send somebody back in the delorean and then he'd try to go explain something to somebody help them out for their future if you if you need a movie to watch just watch back to the future if you haven't seen it yet check them out i've
1: seen it but i watched it i was real (laughs) young It's such an old Ugh. movie that the the scenes in the future are like two thousand fifteen. Yeah, like right. we're already past yeah. the future. <laughs> That's the scenes. There's like flying cars and stuff. Um, all right, last one. Last one, and then we'll get out of here. Um, we do have hoverboards though. They
0: had the hoverboards, ours just yeah. on wheels, but that was the thing. Like we're, so we're not pre- and off. the and the Nike, the Nike shoes that laced themselves up. Michael J. Fox that eventually they, they made Nike made yeah. That was in the movie they back made. then though. It was lace yourself up shoes and they became a thing now. So Hey, we're there.
1: <laughs> there were and they old. called the Cubs winning the World Series, too. They they got a lot right. They did. They um, did get that one right. Last one. Ron and Cam, who is someone that took you under your wing as a rookie? So, Ron, again, we'll start with you. 2002 in Baltimore. Who is that person that, uh, that you leaned on?
0: So, this is a weird one. He wasn't an offensive guy. Uh, Ray Lewis, actually, because his locker was – it was me, Ed Reed, and Ray Lewis. And so Ray would, you know, talk to me and Ed all the time about being a veteran, uh, not just being a pro, but being a veteran, like being a, a vet, like how, even though we're rookies, like this is how you, this is how you act, this is what you show up to. Uh, be careful of these type of parties. And, and then literally, like I got there the year after he was allegedly, you know, his friend had murdered somebody allegedly. So, he was a different guy like he was always watching his back he was trying to help us out with that stuff being careful about girl I mean I got some stories I can't tell on cam but on camera I mean but you know it's 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 a lot of stuff he told us uh so I'd say Ray Lewis was one and then Brandon Stokely so Brandon Stokely was the older receiver when I was there him and Todd Heap uh because I kind of play receiver tight end uh those two as well uh which was actually very impactful because Todd Heap was a Mormon so kind of learning you know, the ins and outs of, of his life. And then, you know, kind of look at being a Christian and a Mormon, like hanging out. It was, it was a lot of fun, like on those plane rides, the buses for those three years with those guys. Uh, so yeah, no, it was, it was a ton of fun. Um, but those are the guys. I see Ed Reed, or not Ed Reed, sorry, Ray Lewis, Todd Heap, and Brandon Stokely were kind of three that, you know, kind of gravitated to.
2: OK, for me, um, from a distance, kind of. it's more from a distance. Um, Harry, he was a huge help to me. Obviously, um, I I went out of my way, and he he obviously welcomed it for me to ask as many questions as possible. But even more than that, uh, more than me asking a bunch of questions, I would just observe the way he practiced, him and Pat Pete also, and even um, Xavier Woods from last year. Just the way they practiced and went about everything, um, I tr- I treated that as them taking me under my wing or the, under their wing. Um, just because of the way that they, they operated on the daily. So even without them, like, coming up to me, telling me do this, do this, and do that, just me being able to watch them, see them set that example, that was that was more impactful than anything uh, for me. So that was a big part of my development. And um, just especially me asking a bunch of questions when I was new at playing safety, those are guys that had to lean on to be like, okay, what'd you see here? Why'd you do that? And even my coaches, I used to, bug my coach, my DB coach last year, sending videos every single day. What I do wrong here, Uh, what did he do here? I was probably, I was probably annoying, but he said, he's like, let me know if you need anything. So I was sending a video every day, drawing something up on the board, send him a picture of it, what would I do here? So I would say, yeah, just my whole DB room last year, everybody's, cause I was the only rookie DB. So I was the, I was the baby in there asking all the questions. But I didn't have I didn't have too much pride on that. So I was just that's awesome,
0: whatever. Hey, there's no dumb questions. So I know your coach is probably sitting there like, Yep, I told him to do it and he's doing it. So no, that's smart though, man. You gotta <laughs> you gotta ask. If you don't know, I tell my daughter that all the time. Tell her coach, if you don't know, ask him.
2: Like he will he will help exactly. you out. Uh,
0: but no, that'll do it for the Ron Johnson.
2: No, I'm listening. Yep, go. I was saying they get they getting paid to answer my questions, so I'm gonna make exactly. them earn their money. <laughs>
0: Well, that'll do it for today's show. That's Cam Bynum. I'm Ron Johnson. Sam Extra, my producer. I want to thank him. Matt DeBritz working the keys back there. This is the Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast Network. This is the Ron Johnson Show. I'm Ron Johnson. Please like, comment, let us know. What do you guys think about Cam's celebration? Is he going to be the next great safety in Vikings history? And Vikings-Packers game, what do you think it's going to take for the Vikings to win? Please comment below and have a great day.